1: hey, this is Chris. I just wanted to set this interview up. And for those that are listening, when you think of Kenya, what do you think of? I mean, right off the bat, I go straight to, to African elephants. I mean, obviously one of my favorite animals. I think of the mass migrations in the Serengeti Plain, tons of zebras, wildebeest, lions, hyenas, giraffes, rhinos. You, that That's what you think of when you go to that part of the world, that part of Africa. Well, this story with Sammy Safari blew me away. He is working on sea turtle conservation in Kenya. He is another Whitley Award winner, which is the Whitley Fund for Nature. We've been rolling, starting to roll out these interviews. This story, what he is doing, gives me and Angie so much hope for the future of our planet. It is people like him. And last week we had Lucy, Dr. Lucy Kemp and the other Whitley Award winners and then all the other conservation experts and, and scientists that we've interviewed. But this story, too, just hit my, hit me in the heart because it, it blew me away. It, it was, again, a part of the world where I didn't think sea turtles and sea turtle conservation And so Sammy is working on, and his project is called Transforming the Future of Sea Turtles Through Coastal Stewardship in Kenya. And in this interview, he he does talk a little bit about how the COVID crisis has impacted sea turtles, increased poaching, and then his efforts with his team working to educate the locals, educate the fishermen and help preserve sea turtles nesting sites along the Kenyan coast and then also the mangroves along the coast saving fighting to save them very inspirational incredible incredible person out there fighting for wildlife now in this interview the the first 10 minutes his, his audio is a little loud we did get disconnected and then he reconnected over Zoom, and we resumed. So the, the audio gets gets a little bit better after 10 minutes. So just bear with it, but listen to his story, how he is out there day in, day out, fighting to save sea turtles. It's just, again, a, another inspirational story, conservation in action. Hopefully it motivates you, and hopefully it gives you a lot of hope for the future, because we do need hope with what's going on out there, especially with sea turtles and all the pressures they're facing. But just know there's people out there like Sammy Safari and so many others in so many countries around the world fighting for these animals. So hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris. And today I am joined with another Whitley Award winner. This is another fascinating story you know thinking sea turtles in kenya but today i'm joined with sammy safari who works with the local ocean conservation hello sammy
0: hello how are you
1: doing good how are things in kenya
0: not bad not bad um now that we were expecting lots of rains uh, especially this month of may but uh, it's it's now quite different I guess this is now what uh, we can now call it as a climate change because uh, we were expecting heavy rains, but now it's totally, totally dry everywhere. That's a, that's yeah, crazy. otherwise we are,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. You know, today we're going to be talking about your work with sea turtles, but I just interviewed another Whitley Award winner, Nakulu Pham, yeah. in Nagaland yeah. in India, and he said the same thing with climate change the locals there are really feeling and seeing it. So you're seeing it there where you are in Kenya.
0: We are already seeing that because we are already seeing it as we do conduct our anti-poaching surveys and patrols, meeting the community. We are seeing it. We are seeing it both in the ocean. We are seeing it also inland because right now we'll be seeing now lots of different fish uh moving from one area to the other, one continent to the other. But now we are not seeing that. We get all these reports from the fishermen. And uh, yeah, now that it's farming season, we'll be hmm. getting lots of rain now. Already, uh, farmers are stranded. Some have not even planted anything. So they are still waiting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Tough. it's tough. Yeah. It's really, really tough
1: yeah oh well you know i guess that's why we do this and and hopefully we can we can shed some more light on that on what you're experiencing your part of the world really quickly can you just give the listeners your background you know growing up in kenya what really drew you into conservation
0: so uh i was brought i was born and brought up in kenya I was brought up right next to a beautiful natural coastal forest. So at that tender age, the age of 10, as children would play around uh, pretending to be poachers, sometimes loggers, that's now the time my dad came in, started showing us that there is need for fauna and flora to be protected because they serve a very, very important role in our lives and even to the environment and large. Thereafter, I started now visiting different areas and I came across the mangrove forest and the creek, where I would now see all the marine ecosystem. So that conservation now started me at a very, very tender age. And I was brought up that way by my dad, who is still alive. He's really old, he's now 98. So, brought up at that uh, uh, speed of knowing the importance of uh, our environment fauna and flora at large
1: yeah no yeah it's just and it, it's amazing how parents can have such an influence on on kids so you're working with local ocean conservation can you kind of talk a little bit about that organization and what you're doing what your position is with them so so
0: uh, this is a is a uh An organization that deals with the lives of uh, sea turtles so with these sea turtles these are endangered uh, species so our organization deals with uh, sea turtles so we work so closely with the fishermen the fishing community we have guys who go out fishing either using a fishing line or any fishing gear so we find that uh, there are Turtles which are caught accidentally in these fishing gears, for example, uh, with that uh, 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 fishing line or in a net. Whenever it's caught in a net, then we are contacted by the fisherman or a contact person in that particular landing site. will obviously contact the emergency number, that's the bycatch and release at, uh, 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 number so whenever we are contacted we do drive straight to that land, particular landing site get details of this turtle if it's it's a, it's a one that is a recapture or it was already caught we are going to confirm that through the tag so we are going to check the tag number if it's not then we also take the measurement still take all details and then have them in our database for reference there are those Uh, who amongst our staffs who are also doing the nest monitoring. There are those sea turtles that come to nest. There are guys who are always doing patrol at night. They want to see any sea turtle that comes to nest. They will obviously take details, check if the nest has been laid at a good spot or it's an area that the, 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 the nest can easily be are uh, flooded by any any tides, then we have to do what we call now relocation. There is the monitoring that will be happening to make sure this nesting mother is tagged. There after some monitoring is done until it comes, it can even lay in a year, like between one to five nests uh, for one uh, sea turtle. So, I'm in charge of uh, anti poaching and community. Uh, development. So with this one, I do conduct some uh, patrols. I do uh, identify areas of a hotspot through our informal network. We have guys who are there to give us information about any illegal activities happening. So whenever we get this, it's between us and the person who's given us this confidential information. Never even a single day have we released any name to a poacher or uh, 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 any person who is doing illegal activities. It is between us and, uh, and uh, the person in question. So after getting all this information, confirming all this information, we do share this with the custodian, that's Kenya Life Services, and uh, we make a close follow-up of that. Apart from that, I do also talk to members of the local community in that particular landing site, especially the fishermen. And not only the fishermen, but I also organize for a meeting to meet members of that local community, where these fishermen come from, because we want this education and awareness now to reach even the people who are still at home, because any turtle that has been pushed, obviously they are going to sell this meat to members of the local community where they come from. We also reach them with the education and awareness. We tell them the importance the sea turtles play and even also tell them what the law says. The law says that this is an endangered species and already in Kenya for an endangered species, you found having killed a turtle or post a turtle, the fine is 20 million Kenya shillings life imprisonment or both mm-hmm. so they get to understand that this is now uh the action so they understand so with my patrols i do make sure that i do conduct a patrol in all these hotspot areas to make sure that if no arrest is made but our presence will always make people know that there are guys out here. So please take care. So poaching won't be, it's one way of reducing the poaching
1: level. Right. Right. So yeah, your presence there just, and they know if they get caught, it's, it's steep penalty.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: No, it's, it's, it's amazing work because, you know, when I hear, when, when I first heard your story, obviously Kenya and everybody thinks Savannah and all the wildlife there, mega fauna and, and here you were doing sea turtle work. And I was just like, yes, I mean, sea turtles worldwide are suffering. But can you talk a little bit about how the oceans are off Kenya? You know, it, it's the, the Malindi Watamu Marine National Park. I probably said that wrong. You may want to correct me. Yeah, yeah. So that's
0: the that's the Malindi Watamu Marine Park. Call that's the me. Watamu Marine Park. So we do operate in the ocean, along the ocean. And also in the creek, that's the middle creek. It covers an area of the, the the mangrove forest there in the creek covers an area of thirty-two square kilometers. So that's also another stretch, an area which I'm also supposed to cover. And I do that. I do that in a day. I do plan. I, I do plan myself in a week. I'll have to. I'll have to patrol from this area to the other. Then the following week. Also, I'll have to make some pre- arrangements. But this will now be determined by the information I'm getting from my informers. If there are no critical information about turtle poaching or logging in the mangrove forest, then I do just plan on my own and make the patrol or the surveys. But if at all I have any uh, touching info or critical information from any informer, then I should change my, I should reschedule myself and then uh, I do uh, patrol. And always I make sure Kenya water Services, being the custodian, are always on standby to make sure that if there is something that needs their attention immediately, they are there to
1: help me. So with, let's talk about before COVID, because I know with COVID it's really increased, but before COVID was was bycatch or poaching, which one was like worse off for the turtles, or both? I guess what was that? So be-
0: before pochi- before COVID, poaching incidences had gone down, but immediately COVID came in, especially in March in Kenya, we started now seeing an increase in the number of turtle poaching and other destructive activities. Mm-hmm. The reason is all the hotels were shut. And for those who were employed in the hotel industry, came back now to become fishermen. Some of them, there is already that congestion. So already a number had to rise, the number of fishermen. Some of them would go out fishing. Some of them would just get their nets, their fishing uh, 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 lines, go out and they and even get these spear guns. They go out, target sea turtles, kill them. This information now started now coming to us. So something that we, 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 we did now come up as a strategy to make sure we also reduce it, though it was really, really difficult. It was during the COVID. We started now like something, we, we, we did get some donation from friends within a a, a Watamu Malindi Marine Park, some friends did give us some donation. So we started, like, organizing for beach cleanups. We were doing identifying areas uh, with lots of uh, alita, and they would now conduct, like, a cleanup. With that cleanup, which would now last between three to four hours, we would invite members from that particular area, have them, then after conducting that cleanup, we give them an incentive of like, Kenya shillings, 500 Kenya shillings. So these guys now started voluntarily giving us information that there is A, B, C, D happening in a particular area, especially my area. Yesterday, there was a total that was and we started now moving. So, so after having seen that, what we did is now we started bringing in those guys Uh, who would now be giving us more info as we were working with them, doing some cleanups, mangroves uh, planting and everything. And they were ready now to bring in uh, uh, all stories, all things that are happening outside. And this did help us for sure to do more and more patrols, either in the morning or in the afternoon. And uh, we did manage now during this time also recruit more informers. So they would give us lots of information which were really accurate, not just stories, but info which was really, really accurate. So leave alone, having that uh, increase, we also, from the members of the local community, we managed also uh, to curb the situation in the other way.
1: Yeah, it's... It's amazing how COVID has impacted the world in so many different ways. Um, You know, I'm here in New Zealand where, you know, we're doing okay because we were able to, but other parts of the world, it's just, especially when it comes to wildlife. Yeah. With the sea turtles, how is the country doing, you know, in in other areas, you know, uh, with, with the COVID in Kenya? I don't know if a lot of people have been following it in Africa. Uh, you know, with with not just poaching sea turtles, but other species? Do you know of anything? Yeah, we have
0: uh, even uh, live alone with this uh, poaching of uh, turtles by fishermen. There is also something, there is also an increase of late, we've been seeing an increase of uh, sea turtles being washed ashore while dead. Mm -hmm. Now we started making a close follow-up and monitoring from uh, different areas. And what we found is we found that uh, there are trawlers in operation in particular areas. Now with these trawlers, what they do is, when they are licensed and given the go-ahead to operate in a certain area of the, wor- the sea waters, the instructions are they should always have what we call a turtle exit gadget. So a turtle that is now uh, built into uh, the nets, then it has like, a turtle-explosive gadget, so it can be able now to move through out of uh, that, uh, through out from that gadget. But what we've been seeing is that there has been in, of late there has been no mon- proper monitoring happening. So the troller owners don't have these gadgets in those uh, trollers. So what uh, has been happening is whenever any turtle has been trapped in those nets, they just either chop the head chop the front flippers or hit it right on the neck. So you find all these sea turtles, which are washed ashore dead. You'll either find that you've got some missing limbs, will have like uh, uh, the head chopped or a broken neck. So Mm -hmm. we started now communicating and working so closely with uh, the national government. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm here now reporting to you that uh, we've managed, we've reduced the number of all these turtles uh, washed ashore now because the message has gone around that, uh, no, 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 please stop this. Please make sure you inspect all these uh, trawlers. And work now has started. So it has also reduced this number of uh, cases and incidences of turtles being washed ashore with missing flippers, missing heads and everything.
1: That's ama- amazing! So it's
0: not only COVID, but also with
1: yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like, what so? What species are you mainly seeing in in Kenya the the sea turtles that come up to nest?
0: So we've been seeing that 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 all them in large numbers coming to
1: nest. Sorry, it broke up a little bit. So the green yeah. turtle, and then did I also read the Hawksbill? Olive, 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 olive. Oh, yeah, Olive Ridley olive ridley turtles yeah 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 so they're all endangered so it's the work you're doing is critical yeah yeah, yeah. so so these
0: are uh, these uh, especially with the green turtles people target their meat they also target the oil they also target sometimes the shell mm-hmm. so because uh, it is believed that the the green turtle with that uh, oil it helps uh, strengthen uh, men's ability uh, for reproduction purposes right. and also for medicinal purposes. They, that uh, For those who are some asthmatic, then uh, if they use uh, this uh, oil, turtle oil, then uh, it, it cures mm-hmm. asthma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these beliefs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make
0: people target the green turtles.
1: Right. Right. That's, uh, that's interesting that, that I've heard that. Now, With the Whitley Award, one of the things you were gonna do was turn poachers into protectors. Now, how are you gonna go about doing that? Yeah. Yes,
0: so with this one, which I have already started and I'm already on, is uh, doing education and awareness. Telling them the importance and the role sea turtles play. Also telling them what the law says. The law here now says killing an endangered species, the fine is really, really huge. 20 million Kenya shillings, life imprisonment, or both. People now are saying, oh, 20 million. Where yeah. do I get 20 million?
1: Yeah.
0: Life imprisonment, or both. This makes now people like, no, 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 I, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't fall a victim of that. So, I'll be able now to conduct more and more meetings and also conduct more patrols because I'll be able now to engage community scouts. I'll be able now to hire community scouts which will be now added efforts on my side. Mm-hmm. So it is not only getting some info from community that we can now conduct a, a survey in a particular area but there will be people who will be there on a daily basis in all that the whole stretch we have people who are there doing surveys talking to members of the local community things like that
1: Mm -hmm. no it's great i mean it's great and
0: also and also also that's something that uh, i would also do with this weekly award especially for the community Uh, around the creek, fishermen do go out fishing, especially in the creek, using this fishing line. So for them to get now uh, out fishing, they should make sure they have enough bait to do that. Now to get this bait, this is wild bait. So they dig this bait, it's a worm. They dig this bait right next to the mangrove forest. Mm -hmm. As they're digging now, they do uproot these mangrove roots, they cut them, Uh, immediately they are chopped, then obviously the mangrove tree will fall. Now if it falls, it dies. Erosion starts now to to happen. Now I have come also up with a different way that I've identified a few community groups that will be able now to start what we call Red worm farming. Mm-hmm. So we, want, we, we we farm these uh, red worms and then the fisherman now will be buying from us. So it takes between three to four hours looking for the bait. Here if we start now breeding them, it will be easy because you can rear them maybe in a basin, you can rear them in a bucket, things like that. So it is easy for you now to collect these uh, worms, it will just take you like 10-20 minutes having collected enough worms uh, and this now becomes an income mm-hmm. to that particular uh, group and also we've relieved now the fisherman from spending a lot of time looking for this worm. Also another thing we've saved now the mangoes from being disturbed and uh, so regeneration now can start.
1: That's, it's just, it's so, it's, I love these stories, Sammy. These stories, they're so refreshing because, you know, when you have a global view of conservation and and people struggling and animals struggling, you hear all these negative, negative, negative stories, which is true. It's happening. You know, we, we, we need to, to change, but then somebody like yourself in Kenya that is working with sea turtles, which was so not even in my sphere of thought, I love the story. It's amazing. And now, you know, you're you're finding different ways to protect them. So, you know, is it is in Kenya, is it critical for your country and and your peoples, the locals to have buy in? Because that's what I'm seeing and hearing is, is when you get the locals to protect, help protect sea turtles, to protect the mangroves that is how we're going to the, you know you take this strategy and spread it across the world you know no, no matter where you live is that the future of conservation and what you're seeing there in Kenya so so if you want to succeed in doing any
0: conservation activity or education and awareness you are supposed to start with the grassroots community or you start with the indigenous community in that particular area mm-hmm. because and especially the youth. So you make them understand the importance of having such a creature, such an animal, such a tree in that particular area. You make sure you educate them and let them understand. And what the penalty? Then you move from there. They have this info and they understand now why you are talking to them Mm -hmm. and why you are telling them that this shouldn't happen. They fully understand, not just uh, waking up and say, don't do ABCD." No. Mm. Why shouldn't we do this? Mm. What are the outcomes after doing this? Mm. What are the results, both to the environment and to you as a human being? People really understand. That's how I've been tackling members of the local community, and uh, any community I'm dealing with in Kenya. That's how I've been handling
1: them. Right. And I mean, you know, and, and I'm originally from the United States. I mean, sea turtles is critical. You know, when I was living in Florida, the, the southeastern part of the U.S., you know, protecting them and their nesting sites. So it, it, it's a strategy that can be implemented, you know, worldwide, you know, especially in Central America, where there's a lot of poaching of, of sea turtle and sea turtle nests. Now, when did the sea turtles come? When's the height of the nesting season for you? So okay, already now we are we are in the,
0: the, 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 the nesting season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so up to December. Okay. Uh, now uh, yeah, yeah. So now we, we 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 are already having lots of nests, being laid, those which are now uh, hatching and everything. So up to december busy you're busy yeah now yeah yeah really busy really busy now you also yeah, do,
1: yeah. do do you do some you uh I, I was reading about the the local ocean conservation group there you do some rehabilitation you get turtles in. yes
0: we so we we have we have those turtles which are, are are caught in the fisherman's net and they they are not well maybe they have a problem in diving their buoyancy is that good so we have them now in the rehab there are those sea turtles that due to uh, pollution you find that uh, they also mistake uh, plastic to jellyfish (coughs) so for those ones they also cause some problem of a of a of a blockage now, we do take these ones now to the rehab. We work so closely with the vet who comes in. Immediately, we have any sick turtle or injured turtle. We bring him in to make sure this sea turtle gets some medication. And after we've confirmed that this one is okay now and ready to go, we do some sea baths, like a series of sea bats. We take this turtle out for A swim, and then we take it back to the rehab. Now, I'm trying to monitor and writing reports on how best it will be able now to respond to this sea. But a time will come. Now we do get a conclusion that okay, so this one is ready to go. Let's take it back into the
1: ocean. Ah, That's got to be an amazing. You know, you see him swim off, and you're just like, you know, you you brought him back from the rig, yeah. Sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what other are there any other projects that uh, the, the the local ocean conservation is working on right now other than sea turtles? It's only it's only sea turtles and uh under the community yeah uh,
0: uh, uh, development and uh, livelihoods yeah. Right so that's,
1: your, are, are so that's the main focus are the sea turtles. That's yeah.
0: the main focus. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. No it's a, it's amazing work like I just yeah, so, uh, so to me
0: to me uh live alone the sea turtles as i've told you i was born and uh, brought up right next to a beautiful uh natural coastal forest mm-hmm. that's uh, where i was born that's where i live uh during the daytime i work for the sea turtles some some part of the night i was like six to eight hours i deal with wild animals like the elephant mm-hmm. there is a place that I have created, they come to drink water. So I must make sure these animals also get water and live alone getting water. In, in case I do identify any sick animal, then I do communicate with the custodians and the vet and who will be able now to respond immediately for this animal to be taken care of, treated and uh, then released. Mm. I do also conduct some patrols still in those uh, forests, so I'm I'm ever busy. I'm ever busy, and uh, yeah, really happy. And I do I appreciate um,
1: all these. Yeah, no, I you're living what we call you know one of our sayings is you're living the dream. Like you, you many of our listeners that reach out and talk to us, you know they they want to be doing what you're doing, and and yeah. You know, the way we look at you is is we, we call you a conservation hero that, thank you. you know, not only is the Whitley Award very prestigious, but the fact that you're out there every single day fighting for these animals. So on behalf of our listeners and myself and my podcasting partner, Angie, thank you for what you do. Because... Thank you too. Thank you too for your time.
0: You, this, is, this is easy. And I'm saying weekly has made me proud, really, really proud and making people now know what I'm doing.
1: No, I'd love it. Because
0: I've, I've been doing a lot of work. People yeah. were not aware that this mm-hmm. is what I've been doing. But now it's good that uh, people are now getting to know what I'm doing and what uh, I'm intending to do.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now a couple more questions. How can our listeners help you or your group? How best could they help you? Yeah. So, so one for, for these sea turtles,
0: you see I need to increase the number of scouts. I need to increase the number of scouts. So one is with more funding, I'll be able to hire more scouts. So with these scouts, they will be also involved in education and uh, and awareness. Mm -hmm. So they go out, patrol, do record whatever is happening. After recording all these, then we see it, analyze, and then go out now, do education and awareness to that particular community, fishing community in that landing site, and also, the main community where these fishermen come from. So we, we, with more funding, I'll be able now to reach more people uh, who need my presence and uh, my team's presence. Also, um, something that uh, we've now started is uh, this uh, smart app. So I use the smart app, which now uh, discourages me from using all this paper. So I just document everything. If we can have more funding, we get more of these uh, gadgets, which can be able now to help me. And even like uh, this uh, um, radio, radio uh, uh, for communication purposes, they will be of great help to my work because we do uh, operate in uh, those uh, tough areas. And uh, yeah, with proper communication in case of an accident in case we want to pass any message it is easy for one to do that and uh, even with more funding for any informer at least you give him or her an incentive say thank you for your time and effort for working closely with us that's something also good for one to do that and uh, last but not least is a Uh, with this uh, uh, community development. I'm the one who has been doing lots of uh, uh, livelihoods, Mm -hmm. income generating activities and even livelihoods. So with that, I can be able, like like with funding, I can be able now to be more more mobile than now because of transport issue
1: there is a
0: challenge. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. and and the the best way they can go is just to the website if they want to donate or uh, connect with you on social media and stuff. I can just I connect
0: connect 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 with me on social media.
1: Yeah, great. I'll put all yeah. the links. I'll put all the links in the show notes so when they watch the show, they can they can click on the website and then also follow you on social media and the work you're doing. And thank you, it... thank you, thank you. Your story amazed me. I I watched the. Uh, the, the Whitley Awards, and when I you popped up and, and I listened to your story, and I just was I was wowed. I was wowed the work you're doing in Kenya. I, Sammy Safari, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know you're busy, thank you
0: too, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate it and I feel really, really proud and uh, honored. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Well, congratulations. I
0: I imagine talking to people from abroad. Yeah. That, that that was something that I wasn't even thinking about. Yes, yeah. I
1: know. Yeah, I'm I'm a, am now. I'm amazed, I mean, we're on Zoom and I'm, I'm, I'm watching you in Kenya and I'm just like, I'm just lit up and here I am in New Zealand, you know, halfway, eh, what about a, a third of the way around the world. You know, I, I can't wait to come to your, your your part of the world and I definitely will come check out what you're doing there. But, you know, Sammy Savari, the local ocean conservation, the sea turtle projects that you're working on there in Kenya. Thank you so much. Thank you, too. Thank you, too, and you're welcome.